Welcome to Woman on the Go. My name is Fee Moderman, health and fitness passionista and mother to three young children. And each week I bring you inspiring and motivating stories from women just like you and I to help you discover how to create the balance of being the absolute best version of yourself in this modern day world whilst juggling the everyday life of being a woman on the go. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's get moving. So we're here today with a friend, Tusha Govinda, who is somebody that I've met through boot camp and Tusha also did a group weight loss coaching with me for 10 weeks a year and a half ago, uh-huh. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. about that as well. So I've watched Tusha on a journey of self-discovery and I really, really admire her and her inspiration has been awesome to me and I just love watching you from afar, Tusha. <laughs> and of course, when we get to talk and stuff as well. And I thought you're yeah. so inspirational that other women would love to hear more about you. So, Thank you. can you introduce yourself to everybody and tell us a little bit about who you are and your family and your work? And yeah. Okay, my name is Tusha. I am 42 years old. I act 25. My boy's now 25. And I work at um, the church on Beach Road. I run um, the Sunday school and I do youth. I look after the youth as well. And um, yeah, I'm married. I've got a husband. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I'm from South Africa originally. And I've been here three years. So if you tell me about growing up in South Africa and what was that like? How big is your family? What was the situation growing up? Very, very big family. We grew up with my mum's family and that was seven siblings, um, their parents, and two of their grandparents in a three-bedroom house. Wow. (laughs) But it was, to us, it was really a big house, and we were there every weekend. Um, So it was lots of, lots of time together as a family, lots of outings, um, but it was just love. It was lots and lots of love. My granny would dote on us. And we had great grandparents that would cook and clean and do everything for us. And um, well, we grew my brother and I are from my mum, who was the eldest. Yeah. So we were considered the babies of the family. So up to now, we still considered her her siblings instead of her children. It's a little bit confusing, but <laughs> um, yeah, because we were always at my grandparents' house. So um, very active. Because I had a huge um, farmhouse, yeah, and um, always had different animals, pets. It was a it's a bloody line there between animals <laughs> and pets. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was fun climbing trees, picking fruit, um, growing veggies, growing um, different types of things. So it was really good. Did you? So did you? Make your own food a lot of it then if you were growing your own veggies? What, what was Always the... our own food. Always Even now, food. yeah, I grow as much as I can of my own. Yeah. Um, so we really bought stuff. Um, it was just like milk and, and because there was a different type of milk that we would have. Yeah. But we would, um, my, my grandparents would have somebody out in the field that would um, what, cut down everything and then we would barter. So the neighbours had this, and they would ex- exchange for that, and we would always have milk, cheese, um, meat, any type of, of food that you can think of was always done like that. That's amazing. Mm. And so how did that change at all when you 
got older and, and moved into being an adult and things? Hard. <laughs> um, but I, I knew a bit about it because my mum moved away and we moved into the city and we grew up as city kids and they would always tease us, oh, you're the city kids. Um, what age was that? I think by the time I started, about two years um, before going to high school, so we don't have intermediate in primary. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just say about two years into, or oh, two years before high school, hitting high school. And yeah, we were the, the spoiled rich kids because we stayed in the city and my dad had his own business and things like that. So, and we had cars and. And so, did that change what you ate? Yes, very much. And so, what happened at that point? So, if I can imagine, if you're growing up on a farm, you're active, you're outside, mm. animals, whole food. I mean, the most amazing upbringing there. Mm. So, was body image, body weight, ever an issue with you as a littley? No, and even when even when we moved, um, I was always involved in sport. I yeah. always I ran, I did high jump, long jump, um, softball, volleyball. I was always involved in some sport or the other. And when I left primary school, well, that all went downhill because I was too cool for that. So that's when the body image thing kicked in and I started putting on weight because I wasn't being as active. Yeah. And we would go home to um, my great grannies because they were still alive. And they would say, oh, sis, you're so fat. And wow. When are you going to lose weight? When are you going to get thin? Because they always knew me as this thin, hyper child and now I was still got the hyper <laughs> yeah. he's still got the hyper that person is still there but the thing not so much <laughs> but it's like um I think that's that got to me a bit yeah and then um when, when I when I reached my second to last year in high school I started getting involved in sports again and I'd lost all that weight um, yeah and then, um, how old was I? I think just after high school, about a year after high school, I went to America on a Camp America a counselor trip. Wow. It was fabulous. And I lost all control over eating because I missed, I missed some foods and I learned about new foods and didn't even think about what it was doing because we had a, we had one of the, the camp chefs that would cook um, three times more just so that we could have extra at night and we had banana splits we had every type of dessert you can think of <laughs> and I put on let's be honest 26 kilos so when I came home nobody recognized me my mum walked past me at the airport wow <laughs> So what did that do to you emotionally at that point? I cried. I cried for a very, very long time. I left home um, because I couldn't, I couldn't handle it, but I needed to find work as well. And I went to stay with my friend in Pretoria and they'd taken a photo, a photo of me sitting in the garden and I looked like I swallowed a ball. So my head was the same size, but my body was just, it was very round. And I, don't, I didn't recognize who that was. And I thought, no, um, stop thinking about what you're doing and start getting more active. Because I wasn't, I was sitting at home, I wasn't working. Yeah. So um, I didn't get to burn it. And the minute the 
the time I started doing that, by the time I did that, I started all shedding all of that. So, so what did you do in terms of the activity? Exercise? I would walk a lot yeah. because it was, they call it a farm, Pretoria is a farm area. Um, but I didn't have a car, I wasn't working, I'd just come back from America. I was a little in debt. So I would walk all over, wherever I went to, it was walking. And then I would watch how I eat, what I eat. Um, and yeah, I dropped, I dropped all that weight, I went right back. Incredible, and over what period of time? That was about two years, um, but in the beginning it was focused and then I got a job and then it, it was focusing on that, but also not being so extreme, um, but just knowing, listen, this is what you're eating. And it, it slowly, I shed that. So when you talked about like what you're eating, when you're eating that sort of thing, so what did you focus on? Did you count calories? Did you measure no. your food? Did you, what did you do? So have you eaten breakfast? Yes. What did you have for breakfast? I've had a cereal. Or I hated breakfast from a small child. I didn't like breakfast. It was, a, it was a big thing. But because of work, I would pack, I would pack stuff for myself. And then um, in the evenings, um, my roommate would cook. So we knew that we had three meals a day. Um, but there wasn't, we never bothered with fruit and veggies and stuff like really? that. Really? Mm. So you lost that weight without fruit and veggies in your life? And, but when I got to work, I had somebody, um, he always liked, um, these health drinks. So he'd always say to me, let's go down and get one of these smoothies or something like that. So that I would have okay. lots of those. So that was my, cause I grew up with nutrition. fruit and veggies yeah. and things like that. And she didn't. So it was sort of a. Give and take. So how did you not start eating fruit and veggies again when that was your upbringing? You had the most amazing, organic probably these <laughs> days, whole food diet that you can imagine to then not eat that food. And I became so used to it because that that was what it, that what, and I realised my friends never had that. So they would eat um, pasta, it was rice with um and then I noticed my mum also started cooking like that. It would be lots and lots of carbs. Um, very rarely you would get a salad with that. It would always be rice, a curry or a stew, and that was dinner and heaps of that at night. So your biggest meal was at night and your smallest meal was the morning. So that's what you got programmed to do, essentially. Like That's what you learned yep. as a young adult. And then growing up into the adult, you go to America, you come back flatmate, and that's what you're eating, and therefore that's what you ate. Yeah. So, so I was super unhealthy, but I wasn't fat anymore. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. So how did you, do, can you think now how you felt physically? Oh, I was so moody. I was so, so moody. Um, my friend always said to me, you were one of the grumpiest people when you... Um, you would smile and you would you would be friendly, but at home you would be this grumpy. I would I would just snap. Interesting. Mm. But how did you feel? And how did you feel about your body image by that point then? Well, as, as long as you're skinny, as long as you're skinny, that's all that matters. And um, well, people boys notice you, and oh, you know. So is that when your husband started coming into No, life? that was later. That was later. But I still had a terrible, terrible um, self-image, terrible relationship with food. Um, I'd, I'd put on a little bit more um, kilos. and But I was happy. I was, I was happy in the sense of I was not fat. 
I wasn't thin, I was just right. But on the border, I okay. could go over and I couldn't. And I did go over when I had my son. Um, had this, this baby, got pregnant. Um, I had preeclampsia. Yeah. So I was really swollen and, and uncomfortable. And I gave birth and we do a six week checkup when baby's born. And I jumped into the scale and I had dropped all the weight from my pregnancy. I'd, I'd landed back with um, my pre-pregnancy weight. It was fabulous. And then the grannies would come and they loved this little baby, but I'm starving him because I'm so thin. I've gone back to my previous weight and I'm not feeding my baby because my baby was This small. is what they're telling you. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to my mom, what are they talking about? She said, maybe you're not eating enough. And I said, don't you think I eat enough? She said, yes, I do, but maybe it's right. Because my mum also, is, she's always been skinny. She's the opposite side of what I was. And, well, I started eating for two. When you had a baby? When I had a baby. So the baby's not, he's born. He's born. He's born, and now you start eating for two because yeah. the grannies are saying this baby's too I'm little. I'm starving my baby. You're starving your baby. Yeah. So you're breastfeeding. Because I want to be a young girl. Yes. And you're breastfeeding, obviously. Exclusively. Yeah. Exclusively breastfeeding. So in order to feed that and fatten up that baby, you need to eat more. Yes. So what happened? I became a balloon again. <laughs> because all my my life was surrounding this child. There was no time. I didn't have the fa his father. His father worked away, and my mum was terrified because he was such a small baby. He was two point eight, and I was stuck um, in my room trying to figure out what it means to be a mum. What it means yeah. to to how am I not feeding this child enough? And yeah, all of that. So, for what period of time did you become a balloon? I'm ear quoting here. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could have been about four four months old, four five months old. And so what happened then? So you now put on all this weight. You realise that baby's not eating all that you're eating. So I'm getting big and he's staying the same. Yeah. So and, what did you do? Um, well, I didn't know what to do because my mum already told me I'm not eating enough. She doesn't know, so I had nobody to turn to. It was just trying to figure it out and then I met um, a friend of mine and she said she started a body conditioning class okay yeah and I was like what the heck is what you condition your hair <laughs> not your body <laughs> but it was interesting because they started losing weight and they started doing um, stuff that were more active and I thought that's what I need to do I need to be more active and I started with her and wow it was it was similar to what um, you and I did we did a um, a full a eating plan we did an exercise plan and I would see her once a week um, and yeah I started I did a, a six-week challenge and I dropped seven kilos and then I did another another one and I dropped another six about six kilos and it was fabulous and then she moved and then the world came tumbling down again because I didn't have any I had an idea of what I need to do and then I felt, oh, I felt pregnant with Channing. Yeah. So, yeah. So you got back to almost pre-baby weight again? And I got back to pre-baby. Pre got yeah. back to pre-baby weight with the help of this conditioning class. Yep. <laughs> this body conditioning class. Yes. <laughs> and you were worried about your eldest son at that point? Yep. You were or you weren't? I was strong? a bit because he was still, he was still the skinny baby, oh, two-year-old. Um, and all I was doing was... 
opposite of what they told me. I stopped that eating. I, I, I was concerned with him. So I flooded him with food, with veggies, all that type of thing that are supposed to be good for him. And he took them, but he was still, he's still today, you know him, he's still the skinny person. Yeah. So, um, and then, well, I stopped that class and I started comforting myself. And with, with food, and <laughs> with the good stuff, and um, yeah, I'd put on 10, 10, 10, I'd put back all that weight that I'd lost, and then you was about 12 kilos at the same time as getting pregnant, with and the yeah, son, and then I found, I found out I was pregnant, and then that balloon, so that went up again, yeah. So I put on another, I'd been, I'd been so scared that I'd been so fat because I was at a place where. When I gave, gave birth to my first child, I was that weight. And I said, I can't put on as much weight as I did mm. with my first child because I'm already over. So I watched, I watched how I ate. Through my entire pregnancy, I put on nine kilos. Fabulous. So, and he was healthier <laughs> than the first baby, which was strange. What so, do you mean by healthier? So, because I had preeclampsia yeah. with the first oh, one, course, yeah. there was none of that with the second yeah. one. Um, also, with with my first one, I had been draining and whatever through through my pregnancy, or I think when I was entering into my ninth month, and nobody picked it up. And when my baby was born, he was there was um, basically like two percent water or something. Wow. I, I don't understand what it was, but he was really cracked and um, red. And they said he could not have made, he might not have made it if wow. I had not um, been induced when I was. With the second one, I was in labor for two and a half hours. And just <laughs> fell out. <laughs> I sneezed. <laughs> and he was there. And he was, he was also the same weight. But within a few, a few weeks, you could see him picking up weight and he was healthy and stuff like that. Well, I thought, that's it. I don't have to be like the, second, the okay. first one and yeah. worry about the second one. So I started getting fit. So I started joining, and there was a there was a couple that would do marathon running. Yeah. So they would train young uh, people at the local high school. I joined in with them, and I started losing the weight, and I didn't have to worry about a thing. Started eating, making sure I have my fruit, making sure I have my veggies, changing, trying to change the mindset of what I had. Um, but I didn't have I didn't have anybody to say, listen, uh, maybe not that, maybe this, maybe you know, just fine tuning it. And I'd lost, I'd lost a bit, but not enough. And then I came to New Zealand and very inactive. <laughs> and that's when I, I, I'd found you. So that's when you signed up to boot camp. Was, yeah. I didn't realize it was so soon after you It was like, um, we arrived in May and I think, I think I met you the following year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'd been at home in the middle of winter, never had a winter like this. So very inactive, lots of yummy food. I put on weight again. So it's lots of up down, ups and up. downs. Mm. How does your how's your mental health coped with the up and down? Like what toll has that taken on you day to day? A lot of times I'd I'd got to the point where you know what, I can't deal with this anymore. I'm not going to it's stressful. Yeah. I'm not um the person that I see on TVs, I'm not the person that I thought um I wanted to be. It was just yeah, I was looking at somebody that I didn't know. Would was so did you in that way if you didn't want to think about it anymore does did that mean you just went ate and did whatever you want mm. or it meant that you were obsessed about thinking about it i just ate what i wanted i 
I didn't give it like almost like putting blinkers on. I don't want to know about it. I'm already there. It. I'm already I'm already fat. So you know what? Just go big or go home. And I was going big. <laughs> so what was no. the turning point then that you finally wanted to take the blinkers off? So Channing had started kindy, and I saw I saw you, <laughs> and all these mums, and I thought that's what I want to be like. I can be like that, and I want to be like that. So how are you going to do it? And I think I spoke to you the one day about magnesium. You had yeah. magnesium spray. Oh, yeah. And then you started talking to me about other stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes, it can be done. There is somebody. Because I looked around for um, what, what I had back home of a community thing where you could exercise. And I couldn't find that. And I didn't know anybody. And then, well, when we joined Kindy, I got to know you guys. And then you told me about your program. And that's when I jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah. So a lot of people are so fearful of starting something new. Mm. That big fear of the unknown. I mean, yes, I run a boot camp, and that boot camp word can mm. turn people for miles away. Like away, they want to I run was away. Terrified. As, as, <laughs> so how did? So that's awesome that you were terrified because I want to know what got you there the first time because that terrifiedness will stop people from crossing the line. And so what? Why did you cross the line? How did you cross the line? You told me about it, and I thought there's no way that somebody as skinny as her is going to watch somebody as fat as me jumping. And um, Anna had a, organized a play date with Channing and her boy. And I got there and I, you had come through. And I thought, oh, okay, she's doing personal fitness. And when I went back to pick him up in, in the afternoon and I said to her, listen, you know, what, what are you guys doing? And she said, oh, no, I'm doing... No, it's too intimidating. There's no ways I'm going to be doing stuff in front of her. She said, no, she does a boot camp. I said, really? <laughs> I said, um, it's skinny ladies, right? She said, no. <laughs> I said, yeah. because all I was concerned about is what you guys think of me. Gotcha. And um, she's like, no, just come along and see. And I thought, well, it's not going to hurt anyhow. Let me just go over and see what it was. And because I'm an active person, because I enjoy sports and, and jumping and running and stuff, um, I just joined in. <laughs> and I just got involved. And I did. I felt very uncomfortable for a few weeks yeah. um, because I wasn't the, the image um, that I had in my head of what I'm supposed to be. But then it got to a point where, listen, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to worry, worry about how many push-ups, how many press-ups, how many of this can I do and better it each week. And that helped me. That's what helped me. And did you find that the, the did you feel judged when you were there by the others? By myself. By yourself. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, not, not by the not others. Not by others. No, it was just me pushing me and um, sort of chasing a false image of who I want to be or expect expected to be. So you shifted your focus then to the strength gains. What, what mm. fitness can I get? The push-ups, the press-ups, rather mm. than how many kilos am I losing today or tomorrow yes. or anything like that. So how did that shift your thoughts um, after you started feeling better about yourself? We During that time, we started that 10-week program and you started telling me stuff about food. and That's um, right. My relationship was so terrible with food. I never saw it as nourishment or um, st- strength. I always saw it as satisfaction. It's there to satisfy me, regardless of what hunger, pain, um, hurt, whatever. It was there to satisfy. 
And then you started talking about, oh, omega-3s and this type of vitamin and that. And I'm like, where the heck is she finding this in food? And because I'd never had that relationship with it. And then I started, I started looking at, okay, so what does spinach do? What does this do? What does that do? And picking and choosing what I'm eating and how I'm eating, when I'm eating it. And I'm still doing that. I'm, I'm still learning about different types of foods and how, do I, how does it help me and what is it doing for my body and things like that. And you're choosing foods that you enjoy, right? Yes. So you're not eating, you're not forcing yourself to eat no. weird vegetables that you want to gag at, <laughs> which some people do. No. Because it's on their meal plan, you know? No. I, there's not a lot of things that I don't like. Um, my husband said to me, I've got a very, I don't know if it's a strange or strong palate. So I like bitter foods. I like um, bitter chocolate. <laughs> I like all the things that they won't eat. I, yeah. I, I enjoy. So I can sit there and munch through all the veggies you can think of. And stuff. Brussels sprouts, not so much. But <laughs> all the others I can still have. And I like raw, bland. Yeah. I don't like adding stuff to it. Oh, wow. So... So how, compared to before you started the boot camp, before you mm. started learning about your relationship with food and improving that, how many fruit and veggie were you eating a day compared to now? If you could count in a week. <laughs> okay. If <laughs> you. I, 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 I cook. I always, every night I cook, cook. a meal. Yeah. And I always cook from the start. So yeah. there's nothing... Very rarely you'll, you'll get like canned tomatoes or a canned veggie, but most of it is fresh. So um, I've always had that, but just to buy fruit and veggies or salads to eat, no. You weren't doing? No. So I remember you telling me that your boys weren't vegetable eaters. No. And you were like, they're not going to eat it, you know. No. <laughs> they're not going to eat it not even my husband not even that's right not even your husband mm. so what has changed between then and now you, is your family eating better now i force them and i've noticed that i win the battle yeah and um i sort of give them a break and then i go back i give them a break and i go back when i the reason i say i give them a break is i won't give that vegetable that's strange um to them I would give them something different that's in the food yeah. and then I would sort of deconstruct it so they would have their veggie where they can see it compared to where I've cooked it into the meal. So either way they're getting their veggies but I also want them to learn that this is what it looks like, this is what it tastes like and you're going to have to eat it. And so what battle did they put up against you? Did they oh, put their walls up? every night. <laughs> There's a battle every night and every night it's the same thing. You're going to sit down and you're going to eat it or there's no dinner. And how do, how do you push through that perseverance? Because I've spoken to so many mums whose children will not eat vegetables. Mm. And at some point, we crack. You know, the mums will crack and be like, this is not worth it. I'm wasting food. I'm wasting energy. I'm wasting time. I just want my child to be happy and eat something. And so that child doesn't get all the vegetables because the mother stopped offering it, or the parents, I should say. Mm. I say mothers because I speak to the mothers, but it's the parents <laughs> yes, that stopped yes. um, offering Often. it. Mm -hmm. So what makes you continue to persevere where others give up my boys are very active and i always say to the older one because the younger one looks up to him um you do so many things he swims he plays sports he's he was involved in the athletics cluster number of things that he does and i say to him you're eating chips well and good that's fine 
um, but it's 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 empty it's not feeding your brain it's not feeding your body so we need to look at things that are doing that for you so we need to have broccoli we need to have capsicum whatever mummy's preparing and I have to have the conversation constantly consistently um, and then they would eat it'd be a fight it would be a battle but I always think that way that I need to feed him that because or need to feed them that because this is what they do day in and day out and then their bodies need that so awesome. every night I know it's good there's some nights when I think oh I just couldn't be bothered with trying to separate it I just throw it in yeah and they're going to have to eat it and there's days where they pick it out and it's fine well and good tomorrow's a new day new battle yeah and yeah that's how I do it so you mentioned when I asked you a while back before that you were grumpy and moody mm. back when you were not eating the veggies and the fruit yep. so how how did your mood change and I remember your mood changing quite dramatically <laughs> When we did our 10 weeks together. Oh my god! And that story you told me about the ladies at work. Mm. So, I hated me, can breakfast. Can you tell that story? <laughs> I hated breakfast. I couldn't handle it. But, like I said, from small, breakfast was never a thing. That I, it was always so rushed. And I don't like cereal. Cereal's not a thing for me. But, mind you, lately, I'm loving wheat bakes. So, I would have, in the morning, a mental thing of where I have to make myself a breakfast. The night before, I make the boys and myself a lunch. And then um, it's just, that's what you have to do in the morning. And I'm not taking nonsense. Doesn't mean I'm eating it early in the morning. It means between 9 and 10, I have to have that. And that's what I do. I force myself every morning. And there's some mornings where it's like, oh, okay, let's eat now. It's it's breakfast time. And yeah, I'm... (laughs) I was a grumpy old <laughs> I was hey. I hated, I hated breakfast and I didn't realise um, it was connected with my moods and oh gosh, I would, I would just, I would snap, I would snap at the ladies at home. They'd ask a simple question and they would get a really harsh answer back and I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to, they're like, yeah, you're quite grumpy, aren't you? <laughs> So I realized I was actually hungry. I was hangry, actually. So I was hungry, angry, um, lots of mood swings. And then I've noticed that I was also doing it in the evenings. So come three, four o'clock, oh, I was a monster. I was a monster. And when I started eating what my boys were having, a packet of chips um, or something that's not fulfilling. Yeah. Um, and then I started doing a fruit. Okay, so you can have a banana to tide you until um, dinner time. And the moods changed. So I was no longer, it was, can we do this? Can we do that? I've been sitting down and doing homework. I've been sitting and playing the piano. I've been different things. So it changed your relationship with your work colleagues. I remember you saying that they were like, what are you doing? You're just like a different person. Something's going on. And, And it's changed your relationship with your family. Because you're no longer the grumpy, hangry mummy after school. So I have to, I have to think. Why? What? What's going on? Have you eaten? Have you had something nutritious? And then um, I've learned to keep some fruit and veggies um, all the time in the fridge. Absolutely, and preparation. Yeah, yep. I jump on that, and that helps. It, it gets me through that down period because you hit a down at that time, and yeah, carries me through to the. Does it end. change your energy? More energy. So I told you, I told you I started skating in the house. <laughs> this is right. She's talking about roller skating here. 
So there, there are days where you're not, you don't have that energy, but there are, there are days where you think to yourself, okay, bring out the, um, the skates and let's skate around the house. So cooking dinner, cutting onions in your roller skates, getting to the fridge. <laughs> you need to Instagram that post or something. Like <laughs> a photo of you in, your, in the kitchen. My boys think it's hilarious. And it's also a bonding time with them as well because they're like, mommy, you're such a big girl and you're on, on skates. Big girl as in my age not even my size <laughs> and I said you it doesn't matter about what age you are at you just need to enjoy yourself and well that's me enjoying myself on roller skates cooking dinner <laughs> so how is how has been eating well now for most part you know most, you're eating, most it, yeah. part you're eating well you're moving your body how has that changed the mental landscape inside your brain well I don't care anymore about um you, you do have days, but it's, it's not where, oh my gosh, I can't go out today because I feel this way and people are going to look at me. No, I don't, I don't care about that anymore. Um, am I happy? Am I, do I know that I'm on this journey and do I know it's not going to happen tomorrow? And those are the things that I know now that help me um, sort of defeat, because it was a giant in my life that I, I wasn't good enough. I didn't look... A certain way and I was like too bad this is me this is what I look like and embrace it or you're gonna sit at home and you're gonna get that again and so what benefits have you seen for yourself other than the better moods and better energy from just, just my my outlook um, it's no more sitting at home hiding it's now mm. oh let's go and do this oh let's do that oh can we do this can we go here can we see this can we see that things I never did because I was too afraid of what people saw so um, more more activity, um, more I think more time spent as a family rather than um, being afraid. So you living more. Yeah, I remember you saying we put, gave a task in that team week challenge, and you said I went out and I met the neighbours, and we <laughs> we got more friends on the street now. I I pushed mm. you to get outside your comfort zone mm. that week because and I was so it. afraid of, yeah. of what people thought. And then, oh, um, one of them was my auntie, and regularly now, we've been going to visit them regularly, we're making the effort to go and see somebody else, or inviting somebody home, and um, yeah, our world has gotten bigger. And so now that you've pushed outside that comfort zone box, hmm. have the walls grown again? Yes. Out further away? Yes. <laughs> because there was other things that you find out, oh, no, I can't do that, and I went and I bought roller skates. You- <laughs> push the walls that much further yeah. which means you're living a better life for yourself like having more fun which is what it's all about whereas mm. exactly what you said so many of us get trapped in our own worry our own judgment of ourselves mm. that we forget to live we're yeah. afraid to live for fear of what everybody else is doing mm. and so I mean you, you have ups and downs there's struggles so what keeps you going on the days when it's really really hard when you don't want to go to the gym or you don't want to eat well what do you do to keep yourself on the path those days I'm going to be brutally yeah. honest those days I sit there and I think well you're going to have this packet of chips and you're going to love it because coming tomorrow we are going to gym and we are going to be doing a cardio and strength <laughs> all in one go because you were being naughty and you're going to pay for it but it's, it's just my way of talking to myself and saying listen okay you did that enjoy it yes Yes. But it does not mean that I have stopped. It just means today is today. I feel this way. But tomorrow, 
and I stick to it. And yeah. I stick, so you, tomorrow I will do it. So you're giving yourself what you need in that moment, mm. whether, whether it be it's been a tough day, emotional day, whatever it mm-hmm. is, you are giving yourself what you need, but mm. you know that there's no wagon. No. There's no wagon that you've fallen off. This is no. life. Tomorrow we're doing what we always do. We go to the gym, we eat well, we do whatever. So you don't let it ruin your day, your night, your yeah. week, your month. And I don't, I don't, I try not to judge myself harshly um, like before because it took years to get to here. And in the beginning I thought, but I have to do it in a week. You know, I have to lose like at least mm. 10 kilos in a week. And people say it can be done. And then you research that and you're like, oh no, they're like two times what they were before that. And I've I've stopped thinking that, you know what, things must happen overnight. It's a journey and every day is different, but I'm taking it each day as it comes. I've got a plan. I know what I'm looking for, but I'm taking each day as it comes. And that's it. And there are there's those days when you think, you know what, I just want to be a veg on the couch <laughs> the whole day eating junk food. And that's what I do. But I know that you had that day, tomorrow and the next day or whenever, your plan, you go back to your plan and you start again or whatever. But you, you're sort of stronger for it because you know, you know what, I did that. I have to push now. Um, because of that, I'm working towards something. Yeah. So you, for, I mean, I've been watching. You're always on this journey. Like I said, you mm. know, you said journey. You're on a pathway. You know where you're going. Mm. And it's not that you're doing something again for the six week, like the six week challenge. You mm-hmm. do it. You lose the weight, and then that disappears. Now what? You yeah. fall back yeah. on the track. You're learning to live a lifestyle. Mm. You're happy. Yes, you know, I'm... you're so happy. Your body yeah. shape has changed dramatically. You yeah. said the scales haven't shifted too much, but I've I can see completely clothes are different they fit differently everything so yeah. it is working what you're doing is working but the, I think the underlying thing is you're so happy you're making it work mm. you're living a lifestyle where it's working for you and do, do you feel yeah. deprived no I just feel I can do more so when are you going to start doing more <laughs> and then that's how that's how I, I keep going is that you know I, I'm learning every day I'm learning something new every day and I'm, I try and push myself to you know what did what did, what did happen there what happened there um how are you going to change that how are you going to do this and you you feel strength in that you you know yeah. you you've you've gained something and it's like you know what the day before that i didn't know that so whatever whatever you are stronger today than you were yesterday so keep moving and keep doing that Essentially, you've changed it to a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, which they teach our children yes. in school <laughs> about, you know, it's like, I, you're not thinking only one way anymore. No. You're learning and growing and taking every opportunity that you can to mm-hmm. to better yourself and, and fix an issue. If there's an issue, you fix it in yourself. You face it. And that was one of the things I was terrified of, and that is facing a problem. Um, I was always taught, oh, just sweep it under the mat, or don't look at it, you know, just keep going, just keep, but you can't. Um, I've got to a place where no, you know, you know that it's there some days and you think, oh, I can't deal today. (laughs) Let's just, but you get to a point, listen, no, okay. I know you're there. Let's deal with you. And I deal with it. And some days I get it wrong. Some days I get it right. Some days it's like, but you keep trudging, you keep trudging and you just push yourself further. I think that's a, a 
big hit nail on the head <laughs> for so many people is that they don't want to feel away. They don't want to face a problem. They don't want to think mm. a certain thoughts. So the mm. easiest way to mask that is with food. Mm. And vegging out, whether it be Netflix or social media or whatever, mm. you don't want to think or feel a certain way. So therefore you numb it with yeah. whatever vice it may be. And usually... Mm they are ones that are not beneficial to our health no, in that way. No. So it's amazing strength to face up to your own problems and sort things as well. It is. And you, you do. You know, I've learned that I love that. I love to veg out. I love to sit on Netflix. And then I think to myself, what, what has it done for me? You know, how, how has it helped me today? Oh, it's just put on an extra kilo. Okay. Let's not do that again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, that, that, type of, that type of thing. It's good, um, but it, it's not... In the long run, it's not going to help you. It's going to make you feel worse than you're feeling at that moment. And your, your mindset has shifted, hasn't it, from losing kilograms, which it was originally, mm. to how you're feeling, how your health is, and, and for your family as well. How does my well. body move? How, how does your body move? Yeah, am I, am I able to do that stuff with my children? Am I able to do this with my husband? My husband plays soccer. Am I able to go there and kick around a ball? Am I able to do some tricks? Um, you know, that type of thing. And yes, now I'm able to. Which is absolutely fantastic. So what what like leaving piece of advice would you have for all the other women there who have had the ups and downs with their weight, they're on the roller coaster, they've had babies perhaps, and they mm. need to get started and they're sitting on the fence. What's your big piece of advice? I, th- I think don't sweat the little things. Um, you, kn- you know what you want and you work towards it. If you, today you decided, oh my gosh, I'm having that chocolate well and good, tomorrow I'm getting back up and I'm going to carry on doing it. And just you just have to take that first step. And they say that the biggest, the biggest thing for you in anything new is taking that first step. And when you take that first step, you realize, oh, it wasn't so big. And it's actually, now I'm in it. And it's not so bad. So just do it. Just, yeah. Nike. Yes. <laughs> I'm not wearing it today. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, this has been so fantastic, Tisha. I've been sitting here fixed on you. No. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by this whole conversation. So thank, thank you. you so much for taking time out of your day to come and chat with me. And I'm hoping that everyone else listening gets a lot out of this talk as well because it's so. fascinating. And good luck for the rest of your journey. I'm, I'm watching you always. <laughs> I see you around the playground enough, so I'm keeping eyes and keeping tabs on Tisha. But yeah. she's absolutely incredible. So thank you very much for coming in. Thank you. It's only through you that I've been able to do it. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend, subscribe over on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you are listening. Leave a review and tag me on Instagram with your biggest takeaway from this conversation. What did you learn that you can apply to your own life starting today? The next thing you need to do is head straight to www.thehealthylife.co.nz to sign up to your free two-week trial of my home workout program, The Backyard Boot Camp to help you prioritize exercise into your own on-the-go life so that you can spend time for you, gain your energy back and feel confident in your body. Have an outstanding day and I'll see you in the next episode.